0: Section 9 of Prolegomena to Any Future Metaphysics This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Prolegomena to Any Future Metaphysics by Immanuel Kant. Translated by Paul Karras. Scholia Solution of the General Question other polygamena how is metaphysics possible as a science metaphysics as a natural disposition of reason is actual but if considered by itself alone as the analytical solution of the third principle question showed dialectical and illusory if we think of taking principles from it and in using them follow the natural but on that account not less false illusion we can never produce science but only a vain dialectical art in which one school may outdo another but none can ever acquire a just and lasting approbation in order that as a science metaphysics may be entitled to claim not mere fallacious plausibility but insight and conviction a critique of reason must itself exhibit the whole stock of a priori concepts their division according to the various sources sensibility understanding and reason together with a complete table of them the analysis of these concepts with all their consequences especially by means of the deduction of these concepts the possibility of synthetical cognition a priori the principles of its application and finally its bounds all in a complete system critique therefore and critique alone contains in itself the whole well-proved and well-tested plan and even all the means required to accomplish metaphysics as a science by other ways and means it is impossible the question here therefore is not so much how this performance is possible as how to set it going and induce men of clear heads to quit their hitherto perverted and fruitless cultivation for one that will not deceive and how such a union for the common end may best be directed this much is certain that whoever has once tasted critique will be ever after disgusted with all dogmatical twaddle which he formerly put up with, because his reason must have something and could find nothing better for its support. Critique stands in the same relation to the common metaphysics of the schools as chemistry does to alchemy, or as astronomy to the astrology of the fortune-teller. I pledge myself that nobody who has read through and through and grasped The principles of the critique even in these prolegomena only will ever return to that old and sophistical pseudoscience but will rather with a certain delight look forward to metaphysics which is now indeed in his power requiring no more preparatory discoveries and now at last affording permanent satisfaction to reason for here is an advantage upon which of all possible sciences metaphysics alone can with certainty reckon that it can be brought to such completion and fixity as to be incapable of further change or of any augmentation by new discoveries because here reason has the sources of its knowledge in itself not in objects and their observation on Chuang, by which latter its stock of knowledge cannot be further increased when therefore it has exhibited the fundamental laws of its faculty completely and so definitely as to avoid all misunderstanding there remains nothing for pure reason to cognize a priori nay there is even no ground to raise further questions the sheer prospect of knowledge so definite and so compact has a peculiar charm even though we should set aside all its advantages of which i shall hereafter speak all false art all vain wisdom lasts its time but finally destroys itself and its highest culture is also the epoch of its decay that this time has come for metaphysics appears from the state into which it has fallen among all learned nations despite of all the zeal with which other sciences of every kind are prosecuted the old arrangement of our university studies still preserves its shadow now and then an academy of science tempts men by offering prizes to write essays on it but it is no longer numbered among thorough sciences and let any one judge for himself how a man of genius if he were called a great metaphysician would receive the compliment which may be well meant but is scarce envied by anybody yet though the period of the downfall of all dogmatical metaphysics has undoubtedly arrived we are yet far from being able to say that the period of its regeneration is come by means of a thorough and complete critique of reason all transitions from a tendency to its contrary pass through the stage of indifference, and this moment is the most dangerous for an author, but in my opinion the most favorable for the science. For when party spirit has died out by a total dissolution of former connections, minds are in the best state to listen to several proposals for an organization according to a new plan. When I say that I hope these prolegomena will excite investigation in the field of critique, and afford a new and promising object to sustain the general spirit of philosophy which seems on its speculative side to want sustenance i can imagine beforehand that every one whom the thorny paths of my critique have tired and put out of humour will ask me upon what i found this hope my answer is upon the irresistible law of necessity that the human mind will ever give up metaphysical researches is as little to be expected is that we should prefer to give up breathing altogether, to avoid inhaling impure air. There will, therefore, always be metaphysics in the world. Nay, every one, especially every man of reflection, will have it, and for want of a recognized standard, will shape it for himself after his own pattern. What has hitherto been called metaphysics cannot satisfy any critical mind, but to forego it entirely is impossible therefore a critique of pure reason itself must now be attempted or if one exists investigated and brought to the full test because there is no other means of supplying this pressing want which is something more than mere thirst for knowledge ever since i have come to know critique whenever i finish reading a book of metaphysical contents which by the preciseness of its notions by variety order and an easy style was not only entertaining, but also helpful. I cannot help asking, has this author indeed advanced metaphysics a single step? The learned man, whose works have been useful to me in other respects, and always contributed to the culture of my mental powers, will, I hope, forgive me for saying that I have never been able to find either their essays or my own less important ones, though self-love may recommend them to me, To have advanced the science of metaphysics in the least and why here is the very obvious reason metaphysics did not then exist as a science nor can it be gathered piecemeal but its germ must be fully performed in the critique but in order to prevent all misconception we must remember what has been already said that by the analytical treatment of our concepts the understanding gains indeed a great deal but the science of metaphysics is thereby not in the least advanced, because these dissections of concepts are nothing but the materials from which the intention is to carpenter our science. Let the concepts of substance and of accident be ever so well dissected and determined. All this is very well as a preparation for some future use. But if we cannot prove that in all which exists the substance endures, and only the accidents vary, our science is not the least advanced by all our analyses. Metaphysics has hitherto never been able to prove a priori either this proposition or that of sufficient reason, still less any more complex theorem, such as belongs to psychology or cosmology, or indeed any synthetical proposition. By all its analyzing, therefore, nothing is effected, nothing obtained or forwarded, and the science after all this bustle and noise still remains as it was in the days of aristotle though far better preparations were made for it than of old if the clue to synthetical cognitions had only been discovered if any one thinks himself offended he is at liberty to refute my charge by producing a single synthetical proposition belonging to metaphysics which he would prove dogmatically a priori for until he has actually performed this feat i shall not grant that he has truly advanced the science even should this proposition be sufficiently confirmed by common experience no demand can be more moderate or more equitable and in the inevitably certain event of its non-performance no assertion more just than that hitherto metaphysics has never existed as a science but there are two things which in case the challenge be accepted I must deprecate first trifling about probability and conjecture which are suited as little to metaphysics as to geometry and secondly a decision by means of the magic wand of common sense which does not convince everyone but which accommodates itself to personal peculiarities for as to the former nothing can be more absurd than in metaphysics a philosophy from pure reason to think of grounding our judgments upon probability and conjecture everything that is to be cognized a priori is thereby announced as apodeictically certain and must therefore be proved in this way we might as well think of grounding geometry or arithmetic upon conjectures as to the doctrine of chances in the latter it does not contain probable but perfectly certain judgments concerning the degree of the possibility of certain cases Under given uniform conditions which in the sum of all possible cases infallibly happen according to the rule though it is not sufficiently determined in respect to every single chance conjectures by means of induction and of analogy can be suffered in an empirical science of nature only yet even there the possibility at least of what we assume must be quite certain the appeal to common sense is even more absurd when concept and principles are announced as valid not in so far as they hold with regard to experience but even beyond the conditions of experience for what is common sense it is normal good sense so far it judges right but what is normal good sense it is the faculty of the knowledge and use of the rules in concreto as distinguished from the speculative understanding which is a faculty of knowing rules in abstracto common sense can hardly understand the rule that every event is determined by means of its cause and can never comprehend it thus generally it therefore demands an example from experience and when it hears that this rule means nothing but what it always thought when a pane was broken or a kitchen utensil missing it then understands the principle and grants it common sense therefore is only of use so far as it can see its rules Though they actually are a priori confirmed by experience consequently to comprehend them a priori or independently of experience belongs to the speculative understanding and lies quite beyond the horizon of common sense but the province of metaphysics is entirely confined to the latter kind of knowledge and it is certainly a bad index of common sense to appeal to it as a witness for it cannot here form any opinion whatever And men look down upon it with contempt, until they are in difficulties, and can find in their speculation neither in nor out. It is a common subterfuge in those false friends of common sense, who occasionally prize it highly, but usually despise it, to say that there must surely be at all events some propositions which are immediately certain, and of which there is no occasion to give any proof, or even any account at all, because we otherwise could never stop inquiring into the grounds of our judgments. But if we expect the principle of contradiction, which is not sufficient to show the truth of synthetical judgments, they can never adduce, in proof of this privilege, anything else indubitable, which they can immediately ascribe to common sense, except mathematical propositions, such as twice two make four, between two points there is but one straight line, etc., but these judgments are radically different from those of metaphysics for in mathematics i myself can by thinking construct whatever i represent to myself as possible by a concept i add to the first two the other two one by one and myself make the number four Or i draw in thought from one point to another all manner of lines equal as well as unequal yet i can draw one only which is like itself in all its parts But i cannot by all my power of thinking extract from the concept of the thing the concept of something else whose existence is necessarily connected with the former but i must call in experience and though my understanding furnishes me a priori yet only in reference to possible experience with the concept of such a connection i e causation i cannot exhibit it like the concepts of mathematics by visualizing them a priori and so show its possibility a priori this concept together with the principles of its application always requires if it shall hold a priori as a requisite in metaphysics a justification and deduction of its possibility because we cannot otherwise know how far it holds good and whether it can be used in experience only or beyond it also Therefore, in metaphysics as a speculative science of pure reason, we can never appeal to common sense, but may do so only when we are forced to surrender it, and to renounce all purely speculative cognition, which must always be knowledge, and consequently when we forego metaphysics itself and its instruction, for the sake of adopting a rational faith, which alone may be possible for us, and sufficient to our wants perhaps even more salutary than knowledge itself for in this case the attitude of the question is quite altered metaphysics must be science not only as a whole but in all its parts otherwise it is nothing because as a speculation of pure reason it finds a hold only on general opinions beyond its field however probability and common sense may be used with advantage and justly but on quite special principles of which the importance always depends on the reference to practical life. This is what I hold myself justified in requiring for the possibility of metaphysics as a science. End of section nine.